Welcome to the Efficient Private Clients Podcast, where we delve into the intricacies of the financial planning world and bring you our latest market and economic expertise. Today, we're having a look at local versus global investing. I'm your host, Kyle Poppy, an investment specialist at Efficient Private Clients. Today in studio, we have Renier van Sale, one of our portfolio managers. Renier, we know that there is a lot of challenges in developed markets at the moment, which might deter investors in the short term. But what about the long-term opportunities in these markets? Thank you um, for having me, Carl. Yes, so I think before we go on to the opportunities, let's recap on what has happened in markets over the last couple of years. Now, it hasn't been an easy time for investors. Over the last five years, we went essentially through three crashes Mm. in 2018, 2020, uh, 2020 through the pandemic, and then also 2022 as a result of slowing growth and higher interest rates. So investors only had to open up, you know, financial news publications or their statements, yeah, their as own a matter statements. of fact, <laughs> to see uh, the results thereof. I mean, last year, US markets were down 20%, European markets were down 15%. Those are big numbers that were driven by big events, mm. you know, and I like the way Ray Dalio uh, um, phrases it. He says, essentially, markets are driven by four factors, inflation, growth, risk premiums and discount rates. Now, if all four of those factors come down, Mm. then you are going to have, unfortunately, a very bad market. Now, if we just take one of those aspects, namely inflation, we know that inflation has been elevated over the last year, year and a half. Uh, It has been coming down since last year, October. Um, But, you know, at the current point in time, it is still elevated at the point of doing this podcast. It's around about at 5%, you know, so it will be a lot more difficult for, for example, the US Fed to get inflation down from 5 to 4 to 3 to 2 than it was to getting it down from 9 up until 5 yeah. You know, and Europe is also struggling with high levels of inflation. And in the UK, we still inf- see inflation above 10%. You know, so these uh, central banks have a mandate of price stability where they need to get inflation down. So to do that, they need to hike interest rates, unfortunately. So the Europeans, unfortunately, have a lot more work to do than the Americans, for example. But what we usually see is once these central banks start to raise interest rates, it takes between 12 and 18 months mm. for the impact of higher interest rates to reflect in the economy. And over the last few, several months, we have seen that growth have essentially started to slow down because yeah. of just that. You know, And going forward, that will also be the case over the next uh, several months. So unfortunately, things aren't easy still at this point in time out there. We also know these uh, other aspects as well in the short term. For example, the yield curve has been inverted for quite some time now. Mm. That's usually a good indicator for looming recession. We also know that uh, you know the Biden administration wants to increase taxes on the corporations and the super rich. Yes. That will unfortunately mean that corporates will have to pay away a lot more cash to the government going forward, which will affect their bottom lines. Mm-hmm. And then we also know, you know, at the point of at this point of shooting this podcast, that the Republicans and the Democrats are negotiating a debt ceiling that's causing volatility in markets. Yes. And then also the current banking fiasco that we've seen more recently. Unfortunately, their uh, lending growth um, will dry up a little bit because these banks tighten their lending standards mm-hmm. and that will be reflected in the true economy. You know, if other institutions don't come to the party, for example, the private equity space or the shadow the shadow uh, banking space. Yes. So, yes, there are concerns in the short term. What we do think is that all of this volatility will create opportunities, long-term opportunities for investors. And 
globally there's unbelievable opportunities you on our local market we know you can only buy Richemont globally you can buy yeah. LVMH Hermes Burberry locally you can only buy Sassel globally you can buy Chevron Exxon BP Shell uh, locally you can only buy Nasdaq globally you can buy Microsoft Amazon you can even buy Tencent directly if mm, you want if to you want, yeah. so the opportunities are just endless and i want to break down some of those longer opportunities those longer term opportunities for example If you have a look at the cybersecurity space now in 2021 every 11 seconds there was a ransomware attack on a new firm if you just look at the cybercrime that was linked to cryptocurrencies yes yes in 2021 there was 75 billion dollars worth of crime linked to cryptos now i don't know if at the current bitcoin prices they will still want bitcoins but mm. back then it definitely makes yeah, sense yeah it made a massive difference so <coughs> there are organized crime groups out there i mean we're looking at groups like dark side phoenix crypto locker conti much of most of them have uh, russian ties uh, unfortunately but those companies are out to uh, basically um, expose the vulnerabilities of companies you know yes. so uh, we know that companies need to invest in cybersecurity and so high is the demand that essentially over the last decade the unemployment rate in the cyberspace was close to zero so if you're a person that wants to work in cybersecurity and you entering the workforce now you will almost guarantee the work mm. and i believe that will also be the case over the next few decades yes so in that space is a couple of companies that you can play microsoft fortinet zscaler polo alto you know so the opportunities are endless the next long term theme that stands out to me is uh, optimization but more specifically factory automation okay. so there's a three <coughs> big reasons why automation is becoming prevalent first of all we know that in the US for example they're struggling with a labor shortage we know that there's 9 and a half million people at the to- at the point of shooting this podcast that's looking for a job we've already seen that in the hospitality industry and in uh, factories for example they started to implement robots yes. now because robots you don't have to give them an annual escalation they don't take leave days they're much more productive you know mm. so it makes sense for these corporates it's a nat- uh, natural progression it is a natural progression um you know to to implement these these uh, type of technologies and in that space there's also a couple of companies that you can play you can play for example Siemens you can play for Nook um Schneider is another company so once again the opportunities are endless another theme that i want to touch on is uh in financials now there's been a lot of lingo going around in the financial space we've heard cryptocurrencies we've heard blockchain another concept is decentralized finance so decentralized finance is simple it's only the transfer of money from my pocket to your pocket without the need for a financial intermediary okay. and we know that this is basically a no brainer for consumers at the end of the day because it increases the speed at which money is transferred from my pocket to your pocket yeah makes sense more direct more direct and it's and people like more direct in in today's this um age and also it's cheaper it's yeah, much cheaper cutting out the middleman <laughs> exactly so that begs a question calling by cutting out the middleman how prevalent will banks be over the mm. next decade you know and there's certain experts that are saying that these banks will fill an administrative purpose but then also but banks will won't make money out of that yeah so banks I, will certainly need to innovate to stay relevant yes they will and that is the thing that i like about the likes of visa and mastercard and paypal they've got the ability they nimble 
to constantly improve themselves and to change. And that is why those are the specific companies in that space that we will, for example, be looking at. Um, uh, the second last thing that I just want to touch on is uh, precision agriculture. Now, the global population is set to increase by about 2 billion people over the next 30 years. You know, th that those people will need to be fed. We know with the current progress in greenification um, that we've seen a lot of deforestation taking place. So what we are seeing is that there's more demand for a, a reducing amount of space. You know, so farmers at the end of the day will have to do more with, with less. less space. Yeah. Do more with less. You know, so in that space, they will be looking to implement um, precision agriculture equipment such as deer and caterpillar, for example. Mm. So those are two, two companies. And then just the final one is artificial intelligence. Now, I don't feel I have to say a lot on artificial intelligence. Um, you know, people read about that in the news nowadays as of yeah, late. It's a very hot topic. It is a hot topic. And also in investments, you know, you've seen a lot of these companies tied to artificial intelligence that has had great rallies over the last few months. Microsoft, for example, you've seen Amazon, uh, Google, you know, those companies. But that's just the thing. Artificial intelligence like ChatGPT is becoming mainstream. So now uh, all of a sudden a consumer can go and use it to write music, debug, debug code, uh, shorten and lengthen the document. You know, so in that space, once again, we like the largest companies out there, the Microsoft, the Googles, etc. So I think if investors are alert um, and they know what they want to own, they know what they want to pay for it, they have an active management approach, which we'll also elaborate on in future podcast episodes, is that there's a lot of opportunities in this market. Definitely. Yeah. Well, that's about it for today. We will see you on our next episode where we continue with local versus global investing. Mm -hmm.